Answering your questions about matters of the head, heart, and health. This is Gut Feelings with Lo Bosworth. Hello, hello. Welcome to your brand new episode of Gut Feelings, your go-to podcast for advice on matters of the head, heart, and health. I am your host, Lo Bosworth, the founder of women's wellness brand, Love Wellness. You can find us at Walmart in Digestive Health, Target in Natural Beauty and Women's OTC, Ulta in Bath on Amazon, and of course, at lovewellness.com. On this show, we answer your head, heart, and health advice questions like your best friend would. We're all about building an open community here, so if you have a particularly tough or awkward question for us, that's okay. Ask away. As you may know, tough and awkward is what we do best at Love Wellness. So with that, let's dive into your questions and today's guest. Today on the show, we have actress, author, journalist, and podcast host of her incredible show, Heal Squad. Maria Menunos is here with me to talk about the incredible journey she has been on recently from a battle with cancer to becoming a mom. This is a conversation that you do not want to miss. So join me now in welcoming Maria to Gut Feelings. Hi, Maria. I'm so happy to see you. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great. How are you? I am well. I am busy. I got a puppy three weeks ago, and my work schedule has been back to back and top of trying potty train puppies. I'm like, oh my god! Oh my gosh! Is he a lab mix? Like a doodle? He's a cavapoo. Hold on, I'll show you a cavapoo. I saw like a quick glimpse. Oh my god! (laughs) This is tomato. 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 I love tomato. I'm a vegetable grower now, so he's named after my hobby. Anyway, he's going to go back to sleep down here. Where do you have room to grow vegetables in New York? On my balcony. Do you really? Yeah, so I'm an urban farmer. <laughs> an urban farmer dog mom. What else are you growing? Well, the season's over. The summer season's over, so I'm not growing anything for winter right now because I brought the puppy home. So next summer, we'll we'll get back at it. But Thank you so much for coming on the show. It is a delight to see you. I'm so happy to see you doing well. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And congratulations on Athena. Thank Do you pronounce you. it Athena or Athena? Athena. Athena. Okay, that's what I thought. So today's show, I think, is going to be really fun and informative. As you know, Gut Feelings is an advice show. We answer questions about the head, health, and heart. And we have some very special questions for you that we got from listeners of the show. So let's just jump right in. So the first question is a health question. And I know that this past year has been quite the whirlwind for you, a cancer diagnosis, welcoming your beautiful daughter, Athena, into the world. All of our listeners in the Gut Feelings community, we're really hoping that you could tell us a little bit about the health journey you've been on and the things you've done along the way to help you in your healing. But a really interesting question we got from a Maria fan, also named Maria, (laughs) is what is an emotion you experienced during the past year, during your health journey that you didn't expect to feel? And did it change your perspective on what you were going through? Terror. I think that I got diagnosed with a brain tumor took it like a champ and actually was like, okay, if this is it, this is it. And I was okay with dying if that was what was going to happen. When this happened, it was a completely different story because I had a daughter coming. And sitting on that ledge was really, really hard and really scary. 
And so some of the things that helped me are things that I've learned here on my show, Heal Squad, choose wonder over worry. So instead of trying to prophesize the end and think, oh my gosh, pancreas cancer, people die from tumors on their pancreas. This is not something people live very long with. I started choosing wonder over worry to pull myself out of that state of fear and say, I wonder what it's going to be like when the doctor calls me with good news. I wonder what it's going to be like when I get through surgery and I'm okay. And I started doing this and lo, as I did it, it kept happening. So I really believe in having tools that help us in these really kind of distraught moments. Prayer is a big one as well. And just realizing that, like I said, we don't know the ending to the story. So I just started working with PanCan, which is an organization for pancreas cancer. And they were telling me about how many survivors they know of stage four pancreas cancer that are living now 10 years later. You never hear about that. You only hear pancreas cancer, you're a goner. Those were my first words after I heard there was a tumor on my pancreas. I looked at the radiologist and I said, so I'm a goner, right? And there are people who have lived. Now, it's not the norm, but if we start studying maybe why they survived that long, maybe there's things that we can replicate. I know with my mom having stage four brain cancer, I wanted to show her hope. I said, mom, we don't have to be committed to the diagnosis or the statistics. Let's be committed to hope and possibility. So I threw a, a brain tumor party with people that I had met that had brain tumors and they had gone on two years now because you get six to 12 months. So they were already at the two-year mark. They were our benchmark to say, wow, this is possible. And then they made it to five years, six years, seven years. I did an episode with a talk show and they surrounded me with survivors up to 10 years with brain tumors. So I feel like for me, I try to go to possibility, hope. I use some of these tools and then I pull myself out of those places. And then Listen, with everything bad that happens, initially it's bad. It's awful. But somehow life just starts to continue on and things keep happening and you keep on rolling. So whatever is so awful today isn't going to be as awful next week. And if we can try to remember that, right, then you can get through things a little bit easier. A little. Did a therapist sort of help you kind of come up with a toolbox, things that you could go to? Was it a doctor? Was it a community of people who were diagnosed as well or survivors? Because I think for me, when I come up with these little things, typically it's hard to come up with them on your own, right? You're in the problem so deep that you have to have community around you. And so what did that look like for you, reaching out and getting help? Who were those people for you? So I didn't reach out to anybody with this one other than the Entertainment Industry Foundation, EIF. Lisa Paulson, who's one of the founders of Stand Up to Cancer, I reached out to her to help me find the top surgeon for this. There was no talking to anybody. It all happened so fast. From diagnosis, we had to get this thing out fast. This is what Steve Jobs died of. And the tumor in November, I'd gone to the hospital in super abdominal pain. They scanned my abdomen with a CT scan and told me everything was fine and sent me home. Isn't that terrifying? My God. It wasn't fine. At that point, though, it was two centimeters and they missed it. It almost doubled to 3.9 centimeters in January. So where was I going to be by June, if you do the math, when my daughter was being born? So I'm bad at math, but it sounds not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was accelerating really quickly. So 
you have to move really fast. So I didn't have time to talk to survivors. I was trying to live the parallel normal life here because I couldn't let anybody know what was happening. So I was at Anastasia, the eyebrow guru's house with the top 25 female celebrities at this party with Oprah. And I'm sitting there like, I just got diagnosed with something deadly just a couple days ago. And I'm having to pretend like it's nothing or I'm hosting a trailer launch and you have to just pretend. By the way, it also helps. That's why people say go to work when things are rough. Sometimes it helps you keep moving through the flow of things and not thinking that the world just revolves around you. Because in that moment, yeah, your world just closes in. The walls close in on you. But you can expand them back out by getting out there and just saying, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to do everything in my power to ensure that I have the best results. I'm going to get multiple opinions. I'm going to see the best doctors. I'm going to set myself up mentally for success. I didn't have a toolbox someone handed to me, but that's why I have this show because I'm acquiring those tools every single day with our Heal Squad because we're all on the journey to get better together. I'm here because I need this just as much as my audience needs it. Yeah, I love that. One more question that I have, you know, just based on the conversation we were having, you touched on the idea of not knowing what's going to happen and starting to become more comfortable with that. And I think that it's the human condition, right? Nobody knows what's going to happen. And I think it's something that people struggle with, right? It kind of becomes an existential crisis to a certain degree. I know I struggle with it, right? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to be healthy? Am I going to be sick? What's going to happen to my mom? And I worry about that type of stuff a lot. And it's an anxious type of worry, but I think it's very normal. And so is that something specifically that you have not mastered? Because I don't know if anybody ever masters it, but certainly had to like go in really deep on and sort of come out the other side with a different perspective. Meaning like not prophesizing the future? Yeah, yeah, I have done a lot of work around that, especially because we've been in so many health crises in my home. You know, I lived growing up with a severe type 1 diabetic dad who almost died on the regular. So we were in fight or flight all the time, wondering if he was going to be dead or alive, having to revive him, having fire trucks coming to the house and ambulances and being in hospitals all the time. And having gone through so many health crises, my mom getting a brain tumor, then me getting a brain tumor. That's why I started doing this work and going on this healing journey, but also seeking out all of these tools because all the craziest things were happening and I needed ways to be able to cope and to be able to help my mom and to be able to help myself. Yeah. All right, everyone, big, really big news. We are kicking off the year with a huge promo. Now until January 31st, we are giving you 50% off your first subscription order on lovewellness.com. That's the entire website, you guys. After that, you get to enjoy 25% off your amazing Love Wellness products for life. Consistency is key when it comes to reaching and maintaining your wellness goals. So subscribing honestly ensures that you never miss a beat. There are so many subscriber perks like changing or canceling orders to fit your schedule, rewards points, with every purchase and free shipping on U.S. orders over $45. So be sure to shop this deal before it is too late. Visit lovewellness.com for 50% off your new subscription. That actually leads into our head question. So let's just jump right into it. I know that receiving your cancer diagnosis, both of them, obviously, incredibly trying. We have a question from Melissa. Her question is, I'm dealing with a really challenging health diagnosis right now. And you've been an inspiration for me. Given all of your health struggles, she wants to know, A, how you stay so positive, which I think we've already touched on. 
But what advice do you have for anyone who's also going through a tough diagnosis and treatment? So imagine you just got your diagnosis and what are the next steps? I mean, what I always advise people and sometimes people will reach out to me on DMs and then I just go into my vault of things is I think you have to allow yourself the emotions, obviously, right? I got knocked down every time I was on the floor. I was like, not with the brain tumor as much because that just was so surreal at first and I was so burnt out and so tired of kind of that life I was living that wasn't really me anymore. But with the type 1 diabetes last summer and then with this, I was definitely on my knees and just how and why. The first thing I think is how long are you going to stay down? Are you going to get back up? And it's not just a fight. It's not being committed to your disease. It's not being committed to statistics. Like I said, it's let's shift and commit to possibility and hope. And what can we do to ensure our odds? That's why I always say we have to be the CEO of our health. You can't just in that panicked moment lay your health at the doorstep of a doctor who only has 15 minutes with you and doesn't know anything about your history. We have to assemble a team. You have to get a naturopath on board. You have to start doing your own research. You have to empower yourself and say, what feels right for me? Because maybe there's some holistic therapies that you could be employing that could help you in your journey. So you have to start taking some action. And one of the tools that I mentioned earlier, choosing wonder over worry, there's actually a book. I was reminded that I had a guest on the show, so I learned it from her. If I'm correct, it was Amber Ray. And then I had a therapist, a hypnotherapist that had recently reminded me of this. So using a tool like Choose Wonder Over Worry, starting to dream about what you want rather than what you don't want, that's going to make you feel better internally. Taking on a program like Dr. Joe Dispenza, are you familiar with him, Lo? I'm not, no. Oh, I feel like you would love him. Okay. So Dr. Joe... I'm going to write it down while you explain it to me. <laughs> Dr. Joe Dispenza changed my life. I started his meditation programs last January, just in time for all the chaos. And not only did my anxiety go away... But I also started shifting my blood work and so many things because I was dreaming the life I want rather than what I don't want. And he really teaches you about the science behind your brain and the power you have and how to utilize it to achieve what you want, how to manifest what you want. So you can take the course, the formula. Anybody who's newly diagnosed with something, I'm like, you got to just get into this. So take the course, the formula, learn the basics. Then you'll go into the next course called the progressive. And then you could go to one of his events. Now, I said at first, I'd rather poke my eyeballs out than go to a meditation event. And this is self-help queen. I couldn't even imagine. It was the greatest thing ever. And it was so incredible. So you need to go on your healing journey. There's a reason that this is happening. And it might be a redirect for you. It might be a, you need to pause and think about what's going on in your life and is it all fitting with who you are now? Are there things you need to drop? Are there things you need to shift? Are there things you need to change? So start looking at this as like a message and start empowering yourself and figuring out how to help heal yourself because you're the only one who's going to heal yourself. A doctor can do a great surgery, but 
whatever kind of got us there, like Dr. Joe will teach you, your personality creates your reality. Your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. So if you want a different reality, you have to change what's in here. Well, that starts with being conscious of what's going on in your head and in your thoughts. And when you get conscious of what's going on in there, for me, it was always more fight or flight stuff, more death and destruction. Every time my husband drives away, I'm like, oh my God, what if he crashes? What if something happens? Uh, All of that is just stress and chaos that's making us ill inside. Our body can only take so much. So then it starts to cripple and get sick. Well, if our thoughts can make us sick, our thoughts could make us well. So now if we just change our thoughts and our beliefs and support ourselves, maybe we can have a different result. I absolutely believe that. I think that the brain is really powerful. I think it can shift energy in your body and it can shift energy in the world around you. So I think that's really, really good advice. You know, I was going through a period of really bad depression a couple of years ago and I also started meditating and it was the one thing. It's medicine for your body. It's medicine for your brain. And it's scientifically proven to work and to make you feel better and to shift your perspective. If you do pineal gland meditations, you literally create a compound in your body that's like Valium. So amazing. <laughs> I was waking up after Dr. Joe's work. This is crazy. I would never do this in a million years. I wasn't sleeping well. So I would wake up at one in the morning naturally anyway. So I was like, all right, fine. This is the prime time. I think it was between one and 3 a.m. to do a pineal gland meditation pineal gland is in your brain. And so I started doing this 90-minute meditation in the middle of the night. And I felt like crack or something. Like something felt so good. Not crack. Like it was like, it was like a Valium. And then I found out that your body creates this chemical inside when you're doing these meditations that resembles Valium. But wait, is 1.30 a.m. the right time to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's the most optimal time. So I would go back to bed and it would feel like a pile of clouds underneath me and I would sleep like I was in heaven. It was crazy amazing. I'm just surprised that you could actually stay awake for a 90-minute meditation at 1.30 in the morning. (laughs) Well, here's why. Your meditations are, "Mm, you're thinking nothing. His meditations are guided and he's Uh, telling you what to do, which is why I like it. Because I did not succeed in the other meditations. I tried so many. Yeah, I do TM, transcendental. So it's a different practice. But same good things for your brain. (laughs) Everyone's different. Everyone's going to like a different workout. I might like Pilates. You might like yoga. Everyone's going to have a different meditation that connects with them. What I like about his is it's all science-backed. And his work, it raises your immune system by some extraordinary number, like maybe 30% or something. Wow. Almost instantly in a group of meditators. So when you go to his events, people come from all over the world to come be healed because people are healing from unhealable things there every day. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Wow, I love this so far. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're doing well. Okay, everyone, our final question is up next, but a quick reminder that we are giving you 50% off your first subscription order right now on lovewellness.com. Set and keep your wellness goals this year. It is so easy with a subscription. Snag this deal on lovewellness.com now until January 31st. Okay, let's go to our last question. So as you mentioned, and as we all know, you had your daughter, Athena, earlier this summer. Congratulations. 
Our listener, Emily, is expecting her first baby. So she wants to know what advice do you have for her? She says that she's been prepping all the stuff because she doesn't know what else to do. (laughs) Is it all worth it? She's basically just like, what do I do? I'm kind of going crazy waiting for the baby. And like, what was your experience like? And sort of what was worth it? What was not worth it? Well, I had a unique journey because A, I wasn't able to carry my baby. So I had a surrogate. And so that's a different journey than probably Emily's going through. When you have a baby in you, you're probably like, all right, already, let's go, you know? And also I was going through this journey where I had my multiple organs severed, removed, and was trying to heal from that. And so I wasn't able to have a baby shower. wasn't able, I didn't do any of the traditional things, even so I'm not really a traditional person, so it didn't matter to me. But I got all the things I needed to get. I had friends come help me put it together because when you're a first-time mom, you don't know anything. You don't know how to put this carriage together. You don't know how to, what are you supposed to set up and do and what do you need and all these things. It's so much work. So ask for help. I told my friends, I don't need the baby shower. I don't need any. I just need your help. Help me get the things I really need that you guys have already vetted and know are great. Avoid me the stress of trial and error. And can you come help me one day put it all together? We'll have like some wine. We'll have, you know, a cheese board. Just please come help me. And so they did. And everything was set up and ready to go. So I would accept any and all help that you can get. And don't be afraid to ask. People love to help, especially when you've gone through something, you know. So for me, anybody who needs help in the health world, whether I know them or not, I'm praying for someone who asked for a cameo the other day for their grandmother, Christine. She just ends up in my nightly prayers now. So we want to help people when we've gone through things. So if you're a new mom, ask other moms who have gone through it that can help shortcut it for you. And then just know you're not going to know everything. So the one thing that really helped me was I hired a baby nurse to come give us an education class. Now, again, I was recovering from surgery, so I couldn't really go somewhere. What was the education? So I can clarify what you mean by that. Yeah. So you can go to a class, I'm sure, somewhere. I, like I said, I had to have someone come to the house. She came in and she taught us how to change a diaper, how to burp, all the things. All the things. All the baby things. Yeah. So we felt a little bit more empowered than a little bit terrified because Kevin's changing the diaper. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm okay with you changing your diaper. (laughs) Like, It was just like, it seemed weird at first. And now it's it's not. Change that diaper. (laughs) Yeah. But now you go into it with less fear. I know we we try to read some books. The one thing Kevin kept saying is, Maria, people have done this for thousands of years. And they've done it worse than us. And they've done it better than us we're going to be fine. We're just going to do what we do. And so we took the pressure off. We tried to read some books before. I think I read one, he read one. And then you just do it. And I will say, again, because I was still healing from all this, I had help. So if you can have a relative or a friend who's gone through this, come be with you the first couple of nights and help you night nurse and teach you how to do it because you're going to carry an anxiety that's going to now translate over to the baby. What I saw was I had a calm surrogate (laughs) deliver me a calm baby, and then my nurse helped me keep a calm baby at night, which has translated to a really good result. Whereas if I was doing it by myself as a new mom, 
as someone who doesn't know anything, I would be scared at everything and I would be worried and now the baby feels all of that. When you've got someone that has done this a zillion times, it's easy for them. Or even if they've done it one time, they have more confidence than you. Then that confidence will be contagious for you. So ask a friend, can you help me the first couple nights? Ask your mom, ask your mother-in-law, ask somebody. Even if you don't enjoy their company like your mother-in-law right now, she will be amazing in this job. Maybe it'll help you guys bond more. And take that help in the beginning because it's so crucial for the baby, I think, and for you. You've gone through so much carrying, delivering, and now all of that stress of like trying to do everything right. And now in this world as women, we feel like we have to be perfect at everything. So I feel like that's my best advice. And don't be afraid if you have to move over to formula. We had donor breast milk in the beginning. And then by the time she was able to ship me breast milk, we were already on formula. And then we would switch back and forth. We would get formula. The breast milk would get missing in the package in the mail. Like everything was. And I was like, okay, we're just going to be okay with we picked this formula. We think this is the best one. And that's it. It's going to be okay. So it's going to be okay. I think that's really great advice. I love the idea of instead of a baby shower, if a baby shower isn't necessarily your thing, I like come over and help me day. <laughs> come over and help me put together this crib. And where do you think I should put these diapers? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everyone else want the baby shower low because it's expensive. So you want everyone to come help you with the gifts. I didn't need that necessarily. But for everybody else, have the baby shower. But ask your three closest people, don't give me the gift. Give me this gift. <laughs> you three are in charge of coming your over. your time and knowledge. And now yeah, help no, me I unwrap think, these gifts and put it all together. <laughs> I think that's great advice. Yeah. And I'm not a mom, but taking care of my niece and nephews when they were infants and the experience of just, you don't know what you don't know. And like getting hit with that first explosive diarrhea at 3 a.m., you're like, what do I do? <laughs> and so, yeah, I think a little help the first few nights definitely can go a really long way. I think that's great advice. Thank you. I hope it helps Emily. And I hope so else. too. Emily, are you listening? I hope so. Awesome. Well, I loved our health head heart questions today. Maria, you are incredible. I'm so happy for you that you're doing well and congratulations on the new baby. And thanks for joining us today and for all the great advice. I know our Gut Feelings listeners will love it. Thank you. Well, I invite anybody who wants to go on a healing journey to join us here on Heal Squad. We're your accountability partners. If you don't have friends who are going down that health journey and doing the things that you're doing and you feel like you don't have anybody, come on over here. Perfect. Where can our listeners find you? It's at Heal Squad on Instagram, and then we're on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Perfect. Thanks, Maria. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, love. All right, Maria, big thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your journey with all of us. I am so impressed with where you are now after everything that you have been through. It is truly a remarkable story, and I just commend you. I also want to thank all of you for listening in and joining me for this episode. If you have questions, leave us comments. Leave us comments on Instagram, TikTok. You can slide into our DMs. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Maria as much as I loved speaking with her. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm Lo Bosworth, and I will see you next time on Gut Feelings. Mm-hmm.